Welcome to the Be Light Podcast, where we discuss letting go of the mess, being the light God calls us to be, and not only being the light, but actually feeling light as we release it all and experience the unsurpassing joy of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you leave feeling encouraged and a little lighter. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, we will continue our time visiting with my brother-in-law, Brad, my sister-in-law, Melissa, and my two nieces, Sophia and Gianna, about their recent mission trip to Guatemala. Last week, we touched on why they decided to go, what they did once they arrived, and we heard about some of their personal experiences with the people there. So if you missed last week, be sure to go back and check out part one of our interview. Today, we will continue our discussion about their mission trip and learn more about what all they saw and experienced while they were there. So here we go, jumping back in. So do y'all feel like this is something you would want to do again? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, we said it when we were there. We already we already made the plan. We're like, we're coming back next year. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so and cool. I feel, like, I feel like if we were to go on a mission trip again, I'd want to go to Guatemala again just because I just love the place and I felt like what I looked like I just felt like they needed they just really needed people to be there and tell them about God and just help them with their lifestyle yeah Yeah, some of the people that we went on the mission trip with have gone there several times and when we got to the town of Bakush where all the kids were like the kids recognized some of them and like I like really wanted that like I wanted to be able to come several times and each time those like certain kids like saying like my name and saying like oh we're so glad like you came back to see us like because it shows that we really care for them and we really want to be there for them and help them yeah it was really cute on that last day that they were there and I heard a bunch of little kids outside going Sophie Sophie and just calling her by her name it was so cute (laughs) that was just after three days so to think that next year when we go back getting to see those kids again and see how they've grown or how they've changed and you know some of the people have been going there so long that they remember some of those kids when they were born and they're now you know five five six years old and just getting to see that every year you just become so invested yeah even in a short amount of time you know just six days and really only three days in Bakush you just become so invested so quickly um, that, yeah, it's like, okay, they're part of my family now and I need to come back and visit. Right. And like you said, you become invested in it. It's no longer just that, you know, sermon that you hear on Sunday or a picture on the screen. Like all of a sudden it was like, oh, I've done this and I know what this feels like. And I know what it feels like for God to move in my heart. Um, I've heard that a lot, that people go in thinking, I'm going to help these people. I'm going to go in and do this and do that. And then they leave with their hearts being changed by those people, um, seeing the way they live and in their faith. Yeah, I definitely felt like we were going there to help them. But there was a part of me that wondered, you know, was I walking away more impacted than they were? Right. (laughs) So do you feel like this is something that will change your day-to-day life and views here in America after coming back? Is it hard to transition back? No, it already has changed things. 
Um, I feel like we're more aware of what we're spending our money on, what we're eating, uh, what we're wasting. Oh, goodness. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I went to the grocery store uh, after we got back in town and ended up buying a lot less than what I've bought in the past. Mm -hmm. And in the past, probably would have thrown away because it would have spoiled before we could even get to it. And now it's, I'm so aware of not doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Those people, you know, they, they probably just get enough food to last the day. Mm -hmm. Um, They, they can't get a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables because it'll spoil so quickly. I mean, they live off of pasta and beans and rice. Right. Um, So yeah, just be more aware of how we're spending our money, not being wasteful, being sure to say thank you. <laughs> I feel like I find myself praying a lot more mm-hmm. since we've been back. Mm-hmm. So we've only been back like a week now, and I already found myself trying to be more grateful for everything I have. Like, I'm like, oh, I really want this, but like, I don't need it. It's not, it's not a necessity. So I have to be more grateful for the things that I already have because I know that those little kids at Baku should love to have the things that we have, but there's no way that they can get it as fast as we can. Right. Oh yeah. We live in a definite society of like instant gratification (laughs) with Amazon or just click it and it's here at your front door. It's just not the reality for a lot of people. And you're talking about waste. I thought about, when we did go to Dominican Republic with water, like around our house, I'm, I'm the worst, like with water bottles, like half full. Oh, that one's been sitting there for a few days. I'm going to empty it in the sink, like done, you know? And then like over there, I mean, they don't have clean water, like, and so everything was water bottles. And I just started thinking like, this is a precious thing that we take for granted every day, you know? Yeah, even going back to our society, I mean, we talk about takeaways from being over there. One thing that was really on my mind a lot was, you know, we come all the way over to this country of Guatemala to to show Jesus's love to other people when, you know, there's plenty of opportunity and plenty of reasons to do that here locally as well. So, you know, I try to keep that in mind, even though here, you know, here in the States, sometimes that's a lot more difficult to do because people aren't as receptive like we talked about earlier like it's easy to do when people are like warm and inviting and receptive to it mm-hmm. you can talk to everybody about jesus all day every day you know mm-hmm. if that's the case but you know sometimes when people are a little bit more resistant or or put off by it then you kind of tend to kind of hold back a little bit more so i've tried to be just more mindful like when i go to work like you know even if i'm not talking about it i'm just gonna you try to have a better, more positive attitude at all times. And because, I mean, I feel like when you're over there, you like you're fulfilled because you're doing God's work. You're showing people God's love through you. It's, I mean, it feels great. Like you want to do that all the time. So you can, I mean, I feel like so far this, this week at work, I've been, people have been asking me like, what are you in such a good mood for? And it's like, you know, you're just in a good mood. Like you realize how good you got it. And, mm-hmm. and then you want to share that with everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a few verses that really stood out 
whenever, you know, you and I, Melissa and I had talked a lot about y'all going on the mission trip and, you know, something Adam and I have talked about. And one of the verses that stood out says, uh, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I've made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And then in Matthew, it says, even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many in Matthew 20, 28. And just the thought that even Jesus came to serve. And so that's what we're called to do. And like you were saying, Brad, that doesn't have to mean going on an overseas mission. That could be at your work. Mm-hmm. That could be um, anywhere, really. I mean, going to the doctor's office, sitting in the waiting room, that could be your moment. You never know who God's going to put in your path. But I think just starting your day and praying that God will give you those opportunities and that you'll be open to seeing them and not fear them because it is a little harder. I feel like, like if you're going on a mission trip, you may think, well, this is what I'm here for. The people may be more receptive and here, like it's, it can get a little scary. I feel like with a lot of the way things have been, especially lately um, in our country to step out in faith, but just remembering that God does place those opportunities in front of us and to take those steps of faith and uh, he'll just really bless you through it. Mm-hmm. So guys, I thank y'all so much for taking the time to speak about your mission trip. I know a lot of people have questions. I have questions and it's really cool to be able to get your perspective on it, especially what it was like to go as a family because a lot of people don't do that. So it's really cool that you gave your girls that experience because I do feel like it plants those seeds. Like you were saying that something that they're going to carry on and really think about for the rest of their lives, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know when we were there, we were definitely thinking of y'all and how when we come again, we really want you guys to come with us. And um, I know Sophia has already talked to her best friend and they've talked about how they want to do a mission trip together someday. And so, you know, it is nice to kind of see that fire spread that, you know, we got that that burning desire to do it again and and to bring people with us because we know how amazing it is so for Sophia to want to go with her best friend and for us to want to be able to go with you and then even when your girls get bigger for us all to go together and serve together I just think what an amazing experience that would be to share together yeah like we said in the beginning we always wanted to go but now that we've gone we want to go like even more yeah it makes us want to go even more than we did before yeah and that's what I was saying about you know being more mindful of how we're spending our money. It's because we know we need to save to be able to go again. Mm-hmm. What's really neat is that you go over there and you get this fire and excitement. And then you come back over here and you share it with everyone. You're super excited about what you did. And then they go. And then it just starts this chain reaction. Yeah. And our pastor talked about that on the last day that we were there. We had a really nice dinner together all as a team. And that was actually one of the things that he said. Um, he had us all go around the table and talk about one takeaway. And uh, he kind of made a joke when we were all finished sharing. And he said, you know, well, actually, the the trick's on you because, you know, you thought you were here to work in the mission fields and you were. But really, this was to impact your life as well and for you to go back to the States now and to spread this to the people that you know. And that's exactly what we've done since we've been back. I mean, Sophia has wanted to FaceTime every single one of her family and friends and share with them her experience. 
Um, as soon as I got back the very next day, yeah, I was on the phone with my mom telling her about it. And anyone that I meet, we just ran into some friends tonight when we were out driving. And mm-hmm. that was the very first thing they asked us, how was your trip? And I was like, you got to do it. If you can do it, do it. If you can do it as a family, do it. Um, that's like the first thing we say. We're like, it's good. You should do it. As yeah, well. <laughs> yep, that's the, it was great. Go do it. You should do it. Everyone should do it. It's your turn. And that's yeah. the cool thing because it's like the mission trip doesn't end in Guatemala because now you're yeah. back here and you're doing the same thing like to a larger degree now because now you're saying I've experienced this you need to experience it and I think you know so many people get tripped up thinking like well I can't witness to people because I don't I don't have the knowledge like I can't do it and one of the things that I heard forever ago was that one of the best ways to, to witness to people is to tell them about your experience because they can't argue your experience is what I feel. This is how I've experienced God. There's no argument with that. So, I mean, and now y'all have that story to tell of going on the mission trip and sharing it with others. So it's really neat that it doesn't stop there. It just continues. Right. In this, in this mission um, in particular, like we were at the Potter's house in Guatemala city. And then even with the I-58 ministry, when we were in Pakush, you know, I worked, in healthcare like Adam does. And so I see a lot of times like poverty within the hospital and, and, and with me being at a VA hospital and people get government resources, I see how, um, you know, just giving somebody something sometimes doesn't do anything good. It just makes somebody more entitled or more dependent um, to where I thought these ministries did a phenomenal job of having things set out to where, you know, they let you know straight up that every everything that we're doing for these families is just an excuse for us to be able to talk to them about the gospel and to talk to them about the Lord. And that everything that we're providing for them is a blessing from God. And then everything that we provided for them wasn't to say, okay, here's uh, here's just some food or here's some money or here's us just talking about, you know, the scripture just loosely and then leaving because you know, hey, you're going to get some food behind it. So you're going to sit here and entertain us because you're going to get something, but it was all for them to kind of, to give them strength and motivation to kind of continue to sustain things for themselves and to grow and develop as a community. So I really appreciated that aspect of it too. And I would say for the people who are afraid of, you know, stepping out of their comfort zone, uh, I'm not a big public prayer prayer um, in groups. I don't, I'm not the first one to step up and say, oh, sure, I'll say the prayer. Um, but when we were in Pakush, um, the leader of the I-58 ministry would always ask one of us to pray over the family. And when you're in that moment, you do not want to step down and say, nah, I'm okay. I know I came all this way, but no thanks. I mean, <laughs> I have, I have never felt more willing to pray publicly in a group than I did in that mission field to where now I feel like I could pray pretty much in front of anybody. And I don't think it would bother me because I did it so many times repeatedly while we were there that, yeah, that, that feeling of discomfort with it is gone. It does make me think about when you said that about Moses, when God had asked Moses to 
you know, go out there and, and do his work. And, you know, Moses had excuses and said, I don't have the words. I, I'm not eloquent. I don't have the words, you know, and it's like, God will get, like he says in his word, God will give you the words when you need the words and yeah. you just have to take the steps of faith. And Brad, you touched on something about, I had read um, a book a while back called, I think it was called When Helping Hurts. And basically uh, when we were in Texas, I wanted to start this book drive and I met with the representative at our church about it. And I, I was pumped, you know, I was like, we're going to do this book drive and we're going to get these books and we're going to give them these kids in need and these families in this after school program in Dallas. And I was pretty excited about it. And uh, he was like, okay, you know, that sounds good. He was like, but here's the deal. You need to read this book when helping hurts. And I was like, okay. And he was like, if you do not teach them to earn it, they're not going to respect it and they're not going to appreciate it. Wow. He was like, sure, there's programs that go and drop off food and they drop off books or whatever. And that's fine. He was like, but they don't take care of it because they don't appreciate it. And that's the same thing for us. Same thing with our kids. If you just hand out everything, like they're not appreciating it. I'm the same way. You take it for granted. So, I mean, it's really neat that y'all were able to see that and leave them with something that was um, something that's going to last them. And they're also going to be able to look at it and have that message that you spoke about with the light and, and just the different symbolism there as well. Yeah. And even, and even with that being said, from my understanding, those 35 homes that we did in Bakush, of those 35 homes, each family or, or each home had to contribute. I don't know what the number was, but it was a small fraction of the price of what the materials and everything cost, but it was enough from what their, their wages are to where they gave them a vested interest in actually taking care of, the stuff and, you know, not just selling it or just letting it go to rot so they can get it replaced down the line. So I thought every, every way they handled that ministry was, you know, spot on for making people accountable mm -hmm. and self-sustainable. Um, and the, the really cool thing too, was, you know, a lot of, I know like the girls and even me initially, like I noticed, you know, the conditions that these people live in, but it didn't take me very long. I, and I didn't feel sorry for them so much as, oh, you know, they're missing this, that, or the other, because they really don't know what they're missing, right? They don't know, they don't know that they're missing, you know, a big screen TV mm -hmm. or central heat in there. They don't know what that's like. So they don't know that they're doing without it. But it was very nice to be able to, you know, pray genuine prayer over people in a way to where maybe it would resonate with them. Like I, I tried to make sure with every person that we prayed over that I made mention that, you know, it's, it's not an accident from God that we're of all the places in the entire earth, all the places in, uh, in Guatemala. And then even of all the little places in this tiny little town, God's placed us in your home at this particular moment to pray for you, to show you that he loves you and then to provide these gifts for you. And, I mean, it's when you think about it that way, which is 100% true, it's just really powerful, in my in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And, and one of the things, too, and I am talking to the two of you specifically, sometimes you have marriages where one spouse wants to do these things and the other one doesn't, and you're not on the same page. And I think one of the biggest things, if you are in that spot and you're listening right now, is just to start praying for your spouse's heart. In realizing that 
you're not your spouse's Holy Spirit, because sometimes we can tend to jump in there and, and take that role or we try to take that role. So just praying for your spouse to be open to that. Um, and the more that you're praying for your spouse's heart, because sometimes we overlook doing that as well, the more open they'll be to these things. And this is what helps the closer you're growing to God, the closer you're going to grow together as well. So honestly, I just think that's one of the coolest things. I'm really excited just to hear your story and I just love y'all. So, <laughs> and I'm so excited that y'all did this and I just thank you for taking the time to speak to me about it and to all the listeners out there. Absolutely. Well, maybe um, this time next year, we'll be talking about our trip together. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go ahead and close us in prayer. Dear Lord, I just thank you so much for Brad and Melissa and Sophia and Gianna. God, I just thank you for their faith and listening to you and being open to your will, Lord. I just pray um, for our listeners, if you are stirring in their hearts for them to go on a mission trip or even just to be more mission-minded in their day-to-day life, that you will really help guide them um, to share your word and just their experiences and their journey with you to other people. God, just help us to be faithful in doing your will, Lord, and just step out in faith, even when we're scared. We love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 This week's memory verse is 1 Chronicles 16, 24, where it says, Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all peoples. There is such a need for more positive talk, not just amongst non-believers, but amongst believers too. We can get so wrapped up in the negative things happening in this world that we start forgetting that we need to share the positive. And while being positive is wonderful, our world is in need of so much more than that. There is a desperate need in our country and world to spread the goodness and truth of Jesus Christ. People need to hear about the amazing things He is doing in your life and the things that you have seen Him do in others. This verse says to declare His glory and marvelous deeds to everyone. These are the things that not only bring on a temporary mental shift for someone, but instead start to change hearts, and that's where the change truly needs to be. So this week's call to action is for you to practice declaring His glory and the wonderful things you see Him doing in your life and others' lives as well. Share them with others. Write them down. Thank God for those things in your prayers throughout the day. Next week, my mom will be rejoining us, and we will be discussing the feeling of needing to say yes to everyone and everything, battling the guilt that often comes with saying no, and how to know what to do when we are just feeling overwhelmed with it all. Thanks so much for joining us today. Check us out on Instagram at Light Podcast and subscribe to us on whatever platform you have found us on. By doing this, you will automatically be updated when new episodes publish. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Have a good week and be light. light.